This is The Guala Story, an exploration of the rise, fall, and reinvention of a startup, hosted by its creator, Josh Williams, and by me, I'm Dan Benjamin. This is episode number four. Hey, Josh. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How is everything uh, way up there in California today? Uh, we're, we're doing good. It's it's sunny. Um, boy, it's, it's wildfire season, so we're getting through it. So yeah. I'm not going to be too much of a, let's not dwell on that. Dwell on that too much. Right, don't but. jinx anything. Everyone's counting yeah, right. on you. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, good. Kids are in school. It's it's that time of year now. And um, otherwise, you know, I'll be off to I'll be off to work, you know, soon enough on um, uh, Gowala related things. So you're catching me at a good time. It's on the mind. That's perfect. I mean, it's uh, I you know, we were talking before we, sh- we started recording just that there's some been some really cool really interesting feedback and you've said you've gotten some publicly and privately too and uh that that's actually really really great i just want to say whenever people do that and i think both i'm speaking for for you josh too that we really do enjoy hearing your feedback and your thoughts and if you have questions or if the episode affected you in some way absolutely tell us because um I mean, we'd, we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. I know Josh, this is a very personal story for you uh, as personal as uh, it could possibly be. So, you know, um, the feedback I think matters. Yeah. We definitely want to hear from, hear from people who have, who have listened and, you know, the, whether, whether it's related to this space or not, I think just the journey of, of creating something is, um, it is so much work and, and, and doing it with a, a team and a team of people that you love. And, and, you know, you hear so many of the, you know, the success stories, um, but, but behind the scenes is often lost, you know? And, right. and um, and so it's been, um, I'm been grateful for the opportunity to kind of, you know, roll some of that over with you again. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, do you just want to dive back in uh, to, to this kind of story? Yeah. I, I feel like in a way, and I, I know you're not doing this on purpose, but as I listen back to the episodes, I feel like there's a little bit of like a cliffhanger thing at the end of each episode. And I was curious if you were doing that on purpose or if it was unintentional and just cool. The, um, no, you gotta tell a story here. So there's definitely some, you know, uh, I don't know, we don't know where this thing is ultimately gonna go. I mean, at the end of the day, hopefully we launch uh, a new product and it's awesome. Uh, but somehow we have to, you know, make it interesting for people to want to like listen to the next one. So, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, carrot dangling out there somewhere. So, um, we'll try not to, like arbitrarily make up the carrot. Let's make it a real, <laughs> let's make it a real carrot right. that exists. But um, yeah, keep listening, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, we left off. I think the, it should be it should episode. be required listening for anyone who is uh, thinking about doing a development. You know, requiring tech focused startup. I think it's. Oh my gosh! They should ever have everyone listen to this in all their college class. In fifteen years, this will be like you know, required, uh, topic stuff, but now it's very, I don't know. The, 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 the kids will figure it out. You mm. know, they'll have, they're, they're, they've got all the stuff down. <laughs> and I know one thing I forgot to ask you, I mean, how old were you? And like, if you know, what was like the average age of your employees at this time, just speaking of age mm. and, and things like that, because, uh, you often hear that like startups, especially tech startups, they say it's, it's a young person's game. 
Um, but that's not always the case. That's not always true. And I, I'm, it just occurred to me, I, I don't know how old you were at the time that you were doing this stuff. It's a good question. And I was, I was 28, I think when we started working on Koala and I, and I felt old, honestly, at that point, right. now, oh, now gosh, I look yeah. back and I think, God, see, I was extraordinarily young, <laughs> um, but I, but I felt old because by and large, um, the, the team was, was younger than, than I was. And, um, I also, I also had a kid, you know, one, uh, when we started and the second was born in, in the midst of, of Gowala. Um, that was, I don't even know. Do we cover that? Did, did we even cover the, um, uh, the, no, we didn't. No, I, I don't think we did. I would, we should though. So, I think it's important. So like I said, so like I said, when we were, um, my second daughter, Penelope, was was born when we were in Austin, right in the thick of right um, uh, of Koala, and, and and she was actually born while we were fundraising uh, our our second round. Oh, wow. and, and it was during this time that um, you know, and, and I mentioned that we had you know we had some relationship with the folks at Facebook. Um, you know, just because we were, were dabbling in interesting, you know, similar areas and, you know, shared some similar investors. And, um, in the midst of the fundraising, my daughter Penelope was born. Uh, and I remember I was, while I was in the hospital, um, you know, we're, we're in recovery. I got a phone call then. And, um, and at this point it was, um, that was our first overture from Facebook when I got the phone call. And at that time, I was like, hey, would you, we heard your fundraising, would you consider selling right now? I don't even know if some of my team knows this. Really? <laughs> Jeez, guys, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we hadn't raised a big, we hadn't raised that much money. And um, it was kind of like, would you like to come and build this, you know, uh, real informal, you know, would you like to come build this at Facebook now? And, and it was just, it was a real, like I remember th- sitting there thinking, God, my daughter was just born. I've just moved to Austin. Uh, no, and it, it was like I didn't even think it twice about uh-huh. it. And, wow, wow. Um, you know, we, that's we, that's like, crazy. <laughs> I yeah, mean, really, it was, it was it was just one of those like we wanted to build something um, really cool, and we didn't want to do it, you know, under the auspices of you know another banner. And I believed in the team and. I believed, you know, heavily in what we were, what we were doing at that time. And, and it was a, it was a young crew. Um, but, but that was, you know, we were in the thick of it then. And, and so, yeah, I was, I was at that point, I guess, 29 and my second daughter had, had just been born. Uh, and, and it was a lot, you know, we had a lot of irons in the fire, but that did, that did make me feel like, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. And I felt older than, uh, you know, a lot of my peers in this space. Now, what's interesting is, you know, so like one of my, one of my best friends in the company is a designer named, uh, Keegan Jones and Keegan, uh, actually I started working with him when he was about, uh, 17. And if you're in the industry, you, you kind of know Keegan, he's, um, a little bit of, a, uh, I mean, just like awesome mascot poster child for hmm. everything that's good about, um, you know, mobile design and, and he, and he's kept a, a lower profile and I think more recent years, but there's a time when like, you know, everyone, everyone knew Keegan and Keegan joined our team. And, and, um, I think was, you know, like exhibit a of just, just like the youth and excitement that there is in, in startups. Um, 
And so you write about that of just like that. Um, oh gosh. I'm going to have, I'm literally going to have a, a lawnmower here, you know, coming up. It's either, you know, it's either a lawnmower, it's someone revving their motorcycle, it's a dog, it's, you know, that's just, that's just the life of a podcaster. Yeah, yeah this is the thing. So we, we, we may have to edit like five minutes of fuzz at some point. I think we'll we leave it because it's like, it'll be sort of like an NPR thing okay. where, you know, that's right. you hear people walking and gravel and like bird song. You know, maybe we just yeah. add some bird song. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we, we were young and, and, but I looked out too, like in the, in the competition, what was interesting is that, um, you know, Dennis at Foursquare, who again, uh, you, we, we both, you know, they were our rival and, and yet we looked up to Dennis. Dennis is a, is a couple years older than I am. And, and he had the benefit of, um, uh, having prior to Foursquare, he built a company called Dodgeball. And Dodgeball oh, yeah. was, um, you know, like almost this SMS location-based service. And, and they, um, they had maybe like a dozen cities. And when you, uh, when you got to a place in the city, you would literally like, uh, you, you know, I'm probably butchering it, but you text, you know, kind of text the number, and this is where I am. And it would check you in and then like turn around and blast your friends and be like, hey, you know, uh, Joss is at such and such a place. Um, and, and Dodgeball was like the the very first lo-fi, you know, social, um, you know, location-based service of note. And it was, uh, it was acquired by, by Google. Um, and, and then I think like many of those acquisitions, you know, kind of, um, never got the attention or the, the bandwidth it needed to, to do its thing. Um, and, uh, and so Dennis left and ultimately like Foursquare was round two. And so you see like, um, there's there's kind of like the, the youth and the naivety, and then there's the I'm going back and I'm doing this like the second or the third time, right. and I have you know I have like this experience of okay, I'm not going to make some of the same mistakes that that I did before, and, and you know we've talked previously about how there were certain things early on that that Foursquare did really well, and you know a lot of that. Uh, no doubt was you know, just due to the experience that they had working on a, a very similarly themed, you know, prior product. Um, and, you know, so these things, they, they do build on themselves. And it's not always easy to go back and, you know, walk the same path again. Um, right. like a, you'll find a lot of second time founders who have done something and it's like, no, nah, I want to go do something you know, in a different space. Uh, I scratched that itch and, and it was interesting, but, um, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go do something else for me. The, you know, it, it's, or it's about the building, not about the subject matter. Right. And, um, but, but for me personally, um, I love building, but this, this particular subject matter, this idea that, um, you know, a, a sense of place is, is core to our identity and it's core to how we um, share socially. I, I've never been able to, you know, get rid of that. And there's some part of that that is, um, you know, there's there's the aspect of a desire to see technology used to get people out into the real world, into physical space. And, and then there's some part of it that's, you know, the... Um, I think kind of like the bragging rights or, you know, we talked a little bit before about... Um, uh, like I, I road tripped a lot when I was a kid yeah. and you have the, you know, 
these places that you go that become kind of part of your identity and that you remember or become, uh, you know, important in terms of how you uh, present yourself, you know, later in life. And, and that's why I've always, like, believed in this space. And so, you know, when we arrived at, at Facebook, um, the, you know, I, I, I've, I've talked before, like, mobile was a little bit on fire at the time. And we had a team of... Uh, talented mobile engineers, talented designers, and and by and large, um, you know, we were sent to the four corners to put fingers in the holes in the dam, you mm, know, right, so to say, right. and um, you know, kind of work on the core Facebook product, um, uh, but not necessarily, you know, on location per se. I was really the only one. Uh, who managed to, you know, kind of position myself in a way that I was able to stick to the same subject matter. And so I, I landed working on um, location and events uh, while I was there and, and, of course, inherited like this ridiculously large, you know, data set that had been that yeah. had been built up by the predecessors, you know, there. Because you know, Facebook had launched their own check-in product, um, and the product manager who had been on that had, had since moved on and I was able to kind of come in and, and, you know, inherit that and, and work with it. And of course you saw at that point, um, even though the, the product was inferior to, you know, what we had built at Koala or certainly what Foursquare had built, um, the, the numbers behind it were just oh, yeah. staggering. Yeah. They you had know? to be. And I mean, just, how, yeah. Can continue. It's just like, you know, you, you look at that and it's like even um, even if only a, a third of you know Facebook users are using a certain feature, um, that's a lot of people, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so um, the amount of information, you know, that you, you saw coming through was, was really something else. And at the same time, um, you know, from my perspective, a lot of it was, was kind of – it had been, you know – the company has a notorious, you know, at the time, a notorious, um, you know, slogan of move fast and break things. And, yes, and yes. Um, that was, uh, you know, that was evident in the way this particular product had been put together as well. It, it, it had been built quickly. Um, and there was a lot of things that were just kind of, you know, jank about it. And so you, you spent, <laughs> you know, I spent my, my time there. Uh, on one sense, seeing this thing, um, you know, grow bigger and bigger and like the importance of, you know, uh, location to these services. And of course, you know, Instagram was, um, was acquired, you know, at the, during that time too. And they had built up this entire photo sharing platform. Uh, and if you recall, they, they had done it on top of, um, Foursquare's places database. So of oh. course, um, that, you know, that was a, you know, one of those things along with, you know, Facebook wanting to, you know, see Instagram uh, move a lot of their things to their own infrastructure and, and um, you know, put some of the, the security and like scaling sort of stuff into effect. You know, one of the one of the other things is like, hey, we, we wanted, you know, Instagram to be using our own um, in-house places data right. as well, as opposed to, you know, using Foursquares and um and, uh, and of course, that's a that was a huge, a huge project. Um, by and large part because like Foursquare's data was just like cleaner than ours, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. and 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 getting our data as as big as it was was not as you know not as as, as 
polished, we'll say at that time, um, into a place where you could successfully, you know, uh, move Instagram onto it was, right. um, you know, was a chore. And, um, and, and in fact, I can't even recall now if, if we ha- had successfully moved it before I left Facebook or not. Like it was that ongoing of a, of a project, oh, but, wow. but, uh, you know, that was, um, I, I say all of this just to highlight, you know, my, my time there, um, and I think by and large, like our time as a team, um, you know, there's just a ton of smart people who, who worked there at the time. And I'm sure, you know, still some smart people who work there today. Um, but like in, incredible experience of, of getting to just work with people who are, who are brilliant and, um, you know, kind of see, you know, the world from a, a certain perspective of, of building products at scale. And, and, and yet on the other, on the other side, there's like this, this attention to craft and detail that, um, you know, I, I truly missed. And when you're sitting there saying how, you know, we're just trying to, um, you know, get this thing to work uh, at scale for, you know, uh, a billion people, regardless of like what the product, what, what the ultimate outcome is, you know, that was the sort of thing that, you know, really gets you thinking again, golly, I wish I could go back and do this my way. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. right. Um, and that was a, it was a, a constant, you know, tension while we were there. And you'd look at it like other people that were doing like interesting things in this space. And, and one, you know, one real success story um, that came out of that time was, uh was ways. And when you think oh, about, right. um, uh, community oriented kind of crowdsourced, um, location products, you know, it, it doesn't fit the bill of being a, you know, check-in product per se, but it was just, you know, this massive, um, uh, you know, community of people that literally, you know, built a map from scratch. And I remember using the product when it was, Right, because they, uh, really, didn't I read that they didn't even source anything? El- nothing. Uh, ex- that's um, unbelievable. It, it, it was a blank. Uh, there may have been some like very small initial seed data that they had in Israel, but beyond that, it was a blank. And if you recall, wow. they, um, you know, to begin with, they, if you were a new user in a city that didn't have a map, you would open the product up and, and you would see like your little car character, your little avatar in the middle. And they put Pac-Man dots like just right. out on, <laughs> uh, out on the Blake screen. And it's like, here's points. If you can like somehow drive your car to get to this Pac-Man dot. And of course, in the act of, you know, driving your car there, they're, you know, getting, you're laying down like the initial knowledge of, you know, here's a, a path that gets from, you know, point A to point B. And, and you, of course, you drive to the dot and you get your points and then there's a new dot and you go do it. And and um, and then in ways, ultimately, um, you know, they, they sold to, to Google at the end of the day um, for ah, like over a billion dollars. It was a ton of cash. Right. Um, and of course, for like Google, that's like riches on riches. They already have like one of the best mapping products. And, right. and now they've got, you know, um, one of the other ones out there uh, as well. Um, and, and truly one of the best community built products I've, I've ever seen. Um, I don't think so that again, most people and uh, Josh are aware um, that, that that's 
you know, so much of the data that's in Waze was community generated. I mean, I knew right. that a lot of the mapping was, but I didn't know quite to the extent that you just explained. I think that's pretty amazing. It is. I mean, it was magic. And, and of course, seeing that from, from the outside and, I, and, um, you know, it was one of those like truly, uh, truly social products that doesn't get the credit for, you know, uh, publicly for being as, as social or as formidable. Um, and I think in large part because, you know, because it landed at Google and Google's not, you know, broadly considered like a, a very, you know, social oriented company. Sub- yes. And the social side, of course. Uh, yeah. So it just, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I think gets lost, uh, but like such a, a great company and a great team. And, and, uh, you know, when you're watching that from, you know, from uh, a distance, there is a little bit of a uh, a desire to be back in the arena and not just be, you know, making the numbers go up, um, as it were, you know, at, at Facebook. And, and I think that, you know, kind of that sort of tension, you know, combined with, uh, you know, we had relocated to the Bay Area. Um, you know, my, uh, I had a, another child that was born, uh, my son, um, was born in San Francisco while I was, while I was still working at Facebook. And, um, you know, the, the that kind of, you know, grass is greener sort of appearance. Um, and then, uh, just the, the commute that was getting longer and longer were the sorts of things like, yeah, I, I want to get back uh, into doing, you know, something, uh, something on my own again. Yeah. And, but at the same time and in, in the same space, there was just that, like that realization that, uh, you could kind of see, you know, sadly, Foursquare, um, you know, kind of evolving into this data company. And it left this hole of like, well, nobody's really doing anything, you know, in social here. And um, there, there is still so much that could be done. And of course, my... I had started to, you know, Monday morning quarterback Gawala at that point. Mm. Um, and you start wondering, well, what could we have done differently? Uh, one of the tensions was, you know, is it a game? Is it a, is it a social, social network? We never had a great answer for that. Uh, and, I, and I thought, well, what if, um, you know, uh, what if you just purely approached it from like the social utility side and you got rid of, you know, got rid of all the gamey stuff. And, and this was kind of like almost the the tail end of, you know, the, the product that we had conceived. Fortunately, unfortunately I wasn't far enough removed to realize like what a bad idea that was. But, um, (laughs) the, you know, I started thinking, well, one of the things that was really popular, uh, you know, with the original Guala was, was this feature where people can make trips and effectively they were, they were playlists of, of places. And you could go and say, here's, you know, uh, my six favorite, you know, bars with outdoor patio seating in Austin. And, you know, it's the Dan Benjamin outdoor seating bar trip. And it was a really popular, you know, really popular thing. And, and people would use that, um, that feature to, uh, curate all sorts of, you know, places and content in ways that, uh, we never anticipated. And Foursquare, again, uh, similarities that they also launched with had a concept of lists. And it was the same sort of thing of, um, 
you know, here's, here's a list of my favorite coffee shops in New York City or whatnot. And if you talk to the communities for, for Gowala or Foursquare, the, these features were one of the, fa- you know, just like the most favorite things. And neither company gave it its just due. It was always kind of like the, the third string feature that, right. um, that never got the, the product love. Um, but, you know, there is this innate desire to like, uh, and humans to, make lists. And, and so, you know, one of the things I thought about a lot, you know, during my, my time there at Facebook was, you know, what if, um, what if you just made a a product that was basically just took the, the list building aspects of Gowalla's trips or Foursquare's list. And that was the product. And that was the main thing, you know, um, would that be interesting? Uh, would people, would you go and would you make a, a a playlist of your favorite places in a city the same way that you would you know make a playlist on Spotify of your of your favorite music, and um, you know at the same time like a bunch of the this is you know about a year and a half two years into our, our time at Facebook uh, a bunch of the the people my my friends that I had arrived at the company with it all started to to leave you know um, we were just tired. And, you know, you was do, that a part of the, I mean, had you agreed to be there for a certain period of time? Initially, we like the, the hardcore, you know, cliff was, was, I believe a year, you right, know, right. is that we, we had to, we had to go over, you know, get over a year. And for the most part, we, you know, uh, everyone definitely, definitely made that long. But I, I mean, afterward, I think when you go from, you know, three or four years of, of nose to the grind, you know, startup life. And then you arrive at a, you know, a pre IPO high velocity tech company. Um, everyone's just tired. And so, you know, my, my colleagues from Gowalla, you know, started to leave, um, you know, and these friends who were very much like family that you'd moved from one city to the next, to the next. I mean, literally some of us had moved three times, you know, or two two times together at this point. Um, uh, you know, so you think, ah, oh, you know, I don't, you know, um, maybe it's time. And, uh, and so I, uh, I, I stepped back out and uh, along with, um, another, you know, former, uh, Gowala colleague, uh, fell by the name of, uh, Adam McKella. He and I, um, uh, decided to go, you know, scratch again at this space. Uh, and we, we started a company, uh, called last guide. Um, and, and Keegan joined us again for this. And we named it last guy because we thought if we do this right, it'll be the last guide you ever, you ever need. Oh, like cool. let's, let's, you know, build this for, you know, uh, and do this correctly. And, um, and it was kind of, you know, I think we had a lot of excitement around, um, uh, a bunch of disparate ideas that we wanted to try to bring together. And of course, there's a little bit of a knee jerk. Ah, oh, let's get out of the big company and go back to, you know, um, doing it on our own at a, at a small scale. How much time and, had you spent sort of a, away from that space? I mean, in some ways, like, uh, on a, I really hadn't, I mean, cause it, it Facebook, I worked on location the entire time that I was there. And so, you know, in the sense of going back to a, a startup, right. I'd been away from that for, um, it was about 18, 20 months. So not a long time. Um, you can tell my, that was my, about my capacity for large, for large company. Right. Uh, fa- Facebook at the, during the time that we were there grew from three, 3,000 to 7,000 people in the, um, uh, you know, in the year and a half that, that I ran the location team. So that gives you an idea of like how, um, 
how quickly the scale was was happening uh, at a company like that. And of course, now it's you know right. I don't know hundred hundred plus thousand people. It's just it's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, this idea of getting back to being you know, five or six people in a room was, was really attractive. Um, you know, not, not meetings, not, uh, uh, you know, reviews all the time and, you know, not trying to like design your product in a way that it kind of fit in with the product that somebody else was designing, you know, down the, uh, down the hall that had competing business interests. And the reality was that like location, Location was like a utility feature at Facebook. Um, and there's this realization that uh, and that's a, not a bad place to be. It means it's always going to get used. On the flip side, it's not like it's not newsfeed. It's not Instagram. It's not one of the main things. So you're never going to get the, um, you know, like the grade A resources that that the really, um, you know, I have Sauron kind of teams, <laughs> you know, would get. And, uh, you know, and so there's definitely this realization that you're always just going to be kind of a caretaker, um, of that particular product, you know, there. Um, and that was, that was the feeling that I, that I got. And, and so I was kind of confronting that place where there's a realization of like, well, either I can like, I can stay here at Facebook and I can career build and I can work on something different here. Um, but just like working on location itself, uh, you could see that that just wasn't gonna, you know, that, that in in and of itself was, was kind of a, like I said, a caretaker's job and it's not, not what I wanted to do. No. Um, so yeah, so we, we jumped ship and, uh, you know, a few of us had, you know, three, three of us got back together and, and, you know, started working on this thing. And, uh, I don't want to you know, I want to spend a, a ton of time on it because it was a little bit ill-fated to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there, there are reasons for that, but, but there's some really like important bits that, that came out of that time that, that, uh, we worked on this, this project briefly. Um, one was that, uh, I think we kind of quickly learned this, uh, this idea that building a product around, um, you know, just doing, um, an app that helps you build lists of places in and of itself was not going to be enough to, you know, build a company around. It's a great right. feature. And it was one of the reasons why it had been a feature at Koala and a feature at Foursquare. And, and then if you look at like Google, Google has this whole like my maps feature that is, you, you can go in and you can, you know, build a list of your favorite places in Google Maps. A lot of people don't even know it exists. It's buried in there. It's actually kind of cool. Um, but it is just a feature. And so there's this question of like, well, it, Apple has guides and Apple Maps now. It's the same thing. And I think that was the, that's the realization is like, even if you do this right, uh, the your best outcome is that you kind of just become another feature level, um, product inside a larger ecosystem, like, you know, Google maps or Apple maps or whatnot. And and that's part of the challenge around building location-based services in general is that just the table stakes, whether it's place data or or whatnot to get there are are so high that, um, you know, you could spend, uh, you know, years just building the underlying architecture before you even get to actually building a consumer product that people will use. And it's why companies like 
Google or Apple will always be in an inerrant um, advantage in this space. And why Foursquare has, has ultimately done well, you know, being kind of a neutral third party, you know, supplier of this sort of information out there. And also why it's so remarkable that Waze did what they did, you know, building, you know, building theirs up from, from scratch. Right. I mean, that um, is amazing. And, um, and so we kind of, we kind of came to that, that conclusion, you know, ourself and, and in the process, you know, uh, floundered for a year and change, you know, trying to, to tool on, you know, a handful of different ideas, uh, but, but never quite got where we wanted to go. But during that time, um, we hired, uh, uh, an engineer named Patrick Pamonti and, and Patrick was this, um, former, you know, Apple engineer who had worked on core location and worked on, you know, a bunch of things, you know, related to Apple Maps, just a uh, brilliant, brilliant engineer. And, you know, we hit it off with uh, with him on the team and 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 we built ultimately some like really high quality products that never went anywhere, you know, uh, while working with with Patrick. And, um, you know, when we ultimately, you know, disbanded that company uh my dad had gotten sick and and it was again just combinations of like startups and family health and everything else sometimes you just you just don't have it in the tank and i and that was the point i kind of realized um you know startup to you know almost two years at facebook back to startup again was maybe not like a wise idea right um I, i never gave myself you know i never gave myself a break um i was i was burned out and uh and then dealing with you know family health issues again at the time um would just put me over the edge and and that was you know that was um you know at this point i guess about six six seven years ago it's 2015 i was i was just done mm-hmm. um and so we we wound that up and it was it was disappointing to me in a lot of ways because uh obviously like we didn't have the investment or the the visibility that the original koala did uh, but it still had this like feeling of failure. Cause like, geez, like we pulled together like some really high quality people to work again, work on this thing again. And, and, um, you know, you have the ingredients and, and, um, you, you know, things just, things just don't work out. And one of my, you know, um, my biggest regrets, if you will, of, of that particular adventure, um, was feeling like, man, this, uh, I love working with Patrick and, mm. um, I wish, you know, we had gotten to do something together. I wish we hadn't squandered that time with him, you know, because right. it was obvious that um, uh, he's just a, he's a special, you know, individual. Um, and, you know, and, and the time, you know, the time that's gone past, uh, you start looking out there, uh, like Snapchat, you know, started to come around and, and they began doing, um really unique things with like location geo lenses, you know? So it's like these geo filters that Snapchat would do where you could go, you could go places and see, um, uh, a different lens in your camera based on, you know, where you were. And that was the sort of stuff that was like, Oh, that's kind of, you know, if you squint your eyes, um, it's kind of like what, what we were doing at Gowalla. And in some ways it, it was a little bit validating because, you know, you're like, Oh, I wasn't crazy. Right. You know, somebody did this. And, um, and they actually started to do it at a, at a meaningful scale. 
Um, and so you know, that's where at some point, I think after, you know, we wound down last guide, I was just content to kind of, you know, be at peace, not doing anything for, sure. for a while. And, um, to watch this stuff go by, uh, and to realize it's okay to not, you know, not be in the arena and it's okay to, uh, help others, um, and, and celebrate, you know, what other people are doing, you know, doing in the space. And, and that was the point that, um, my wife and I, we moved out of the city. She went to, uh, to culinary school and that's how we ended up up here, you know, uh, in the North Bay. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it was, it was interesting kind of not now for, uh, for a couple of years, like just not working on anything in the location space, not having your own startup. I, I mostly, you know, spent my time working on, um, uh, you know, other people's startups is a nice way to like scratch the itch to stay involved at that really early level without like the pain and suffering. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then summer of, uh, 2016 hit and I was on a, on a family vacation. And then all of a sudden, um, this, uh, this company called Niantic, which, had spun out of Google, dropped this, um, dropped this app called a Pokemon go. Uh-huh. And, um, and man, when, when I, when I opened it up, it, it was, it was like this, uh, I think for me being kind of a removed observer of this space, it was really cathartic, you know, to see that product land and with like such the, the love and the attention that it received, you know, and, and obviously like a lot of that was due to, the fact that it was Pokemon and there's a, um, you know, really great, like a level IP that the, the entire thing was, was built upon. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you couldn't deny the fact that somebody had built a product that all of a sudden had millions of people like going out physically, moving their bodies and exploring the world also that they could like catch these, you know, virtual, monsters that, yeah. that lived in the real world. Um, and there was just, you know, obviously a lot of mania that, that happened at that time. And if you recall, like summer of 2016, like you could, you know, drive down the street and you'd see, you yeah. know, a random group of, um, you know, a half dozen people walking down the side of the road, you know, with their phones pointed in every which direction trying to, to catch Pokemon. And, and one of the, like the other remarkable things to me is like the, the diversity of, that community uh, was really high. You, you found there were kids, there were adults. It was like every age range. It, they did a pretty amazing job of um, uh, of building a product that appealed to um, a large, you know, number of people. Uh, and, and that was really, um, uh, like I said, one of those things. It, it made me feel good to see that. Oh, uh, ironically, too, um, one of Niantic's. Uh, board members uh was uh, still is is uh gilman louis who was on our you know on our board at koala as well and again you see kind of these threads um gilman was also i think i previously you know mentioned was on the board of wizards of the coast 
um, and was deeply connected to kind of like the traditional, you know, gaming community as well. Right. And so it's fun to kind of see these things, these discussions that you had with people in the past, um, play themselves forward and take root, you know, maybe not in the way that you ultimately expected, but you could see, you know, it's not like, it's not like this was just our vision, you know, it's certainly things that Gilman had been thinking about and, and John Hankey at Niantic had been thinking about and Dennis at Foursquare. There, there, there's some folks that um, have truly been, you know, imagining this world deeply for a long time. And, and we've always, I've always kind of felt like we were a little bit of like the accidental, you know, stepchild that, you know, bumbled our way into this. But, um, you know, but at the same time, I think our, our passion has always been just as high as everyone else's to see something, you know, these, these sorts of products that connect people in the real world exist. Right. Um, so yeah, I, Pokemon was a big deal. I, there, I'm trying to remember what, what else at that time, you know, to started to land that, that kind of, um, I feel like in some ways was, was validating of, of what we ultimately wanted to do. The weird thing was that, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was still Pokemon. And I think that's where, um, you know, for us, it was like, we wanted to do something that was, you know, kind of, um, not generic, but like more about the places itself. It was less about Pokemon, more about like, I'm at, you know, the, um, you know, Stubbs barbecue or at, uh, you know, the golden gate bridge or, or, or about the actual physical places. And, and that was always kind of the thing that, you know, we had strive, we had strive toward. And, you know, I think that th- that summer was kind of the place where, you know, I kind of sat back and thought, well, man, it's, um, Snapchat has their geo lenses and, um, Pokemon is, uh, you know, they've kind of hit this here. And maybe I can be at peace, you know. <laughs> right, right. Like uh, your 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 work here is done. Yeah, and there was a little bit of that that was just you know kind of um, reassuring that it felt like well maybe this is in good hands and there'll be some other stuff that comes along. And what was fascinating was that you know over the the year that followed, you kind of expected man with with the hit that Pokemon was there'd be other like augmented reality. Yeah location-based sorts of things that came about. And there really wasn't. Um, there were a couple couple that kind of came and scratched at it, but like nothing that even remotely got close to the scale that that they did. And and then beyond um, Snapchat on the purely social side, uh, there wasn't really, um, there wasn't a lot of innovation, you know, there as well. And I think that, you know, they, they went through a new cycle of, um, yeah, New York Times wrote a big article of like, oh, what do these big tech companies know about your location? And, and oh, sure, sure. The private, the initial sort of privacy concerns of what what are they right. doing with it? What's going on with it? Why do they, you know, is your is your device really turned on and sending information back to right. you know, all of that? That was we, a big. I mean, people it, like kind of take that a, for granted now in a way, but like right that that was a new and disturbing thing at that time. It was. And I, and I kind of wonder, you know, if that chilled the space a little bit, because it, it did, it got really, um, really loud there for a moment, yeah. uh, maybe three or four years ago of like, oh, look at all this data that, you know, goes off the back end. And of course, a lot of the, um, a lot of the ire was aimed at um, the big platforms like Facebook or Google, 
Um, and of course, the irony is that um, getting almost like zero attention in the whole matter were the phone companies themselves, you know, the, the AT&Ts and the T-Mobiles that truly like have this data even without permission from the app store and have been selling it off the backside, you know, in droves for ages. And so there's a little bit of uh, like any of these things. It was like, okay, you can sure get angry at um, whatever big tech company. Uh, but at the same time, it's like the phone companies have been doing this for, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, for, for years and, um, and no one bats an eye and I'm not, I'm not excusing that at all. It's just, it's just one of those things I think like said of, um, people kind of coming to grips with the reality of, um, you know, how much these devices uh, potentially can understand about, you know, you and your habits. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that also, you know, um, changed the way a lot of people began to look at, you know, developing products. Uh, I think Snapchat like benefited a lot from that where they had built, you know, more or less a, a, a private or closed network first sort of approach to, you know, sharing things socially. And, and they, they were one of the early benefits of or benefactors of that, um, uh, that change in, and, um, you know, kind of public perception, um, at, at the time. And so, you know, it's where I, I, for me, it was like, I, had, I really wish I could go back and revisit some of these things, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not stressed. Uh, I go to sleep at night without, you know, uh, waking up in a, in a sweat about, um, you know, where's the funding coming from or, or, you know, where are the growth numbers? And, and I was kind of enjoying, you know, that time and, and somewhere, you know, in the midst of all that, uh, I got a, I got an email again from, um, <laughs> from Patrick and, uh, yeah, Patrick and I hadn't caught up in, I mean, it had probably been a year or two since we had, we had touched base and I was going into the city, you know, uh, uh, about once or maybe twice a week, you know, um, and I got this message from him. He's like, Hey, I got to show you something I've been working on. And, um, so the next time I was in, I was in town, we, we caught up and, and, um, he pulled out, uh, he pulled out his phone. He's like, I've been building this thing. And actually in the meanwhile, he had actually, um, after last guy, he'd gone back to work at Apple. Um, and so I still don't know what he worked on there. He won't tell me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but he had gone back and, uh, and then it had left again. And, and he, he's like, come, come look at this thing. And he opens up his phone and he launches, uh, this app, uh, he's like, I've been working on this thing called, called Mirage and, and it pops up and, um, all of a sudden he's got like these kind of creative tools on his phone, like a, like a paintbrush and 3d emoji and a camera that, um, you know, he can point his, uh, his phone in a place and take a picture. And then that picture would stay in place in in, in the camera, in like the real world. It's hard to even describe it. I feel like I'm not doing it justice here. Um, and then he could take that picture that he just took and like set it on on the windowsill or set it on the table in augmented reality. Right. And then like write a little note there and set an emoji next to it. Um, and then it was then it was there. And, <laughs> you know, and then someone else could come and pull their phone out and like see it. And it was kind of this, you know, 
oh crap, that's really cool, you know, sort of moment. Um, and this was, this was before Apple had released, you know, AR kit or even some of their AR tools. And, and it was really clear that Patrick was kind of scratching it like the, this is like rudimentary sort of, um, it was beyond what Pokemon Go was doing. I hadn't seen anything like that in their products. Um, uh, in terms of like even putting Pokemon into the camera, you know, in the real world at the time. And it, it had this realm of like, there's this magic to it. Yeah. And, um, it was the first time I, f- I felt excited about, um, you know, what could be done with physical space and, and these devices we carry, uh, again. And, and, uh, you know, Patrick kind of said, Hey, would you, you know, are you interested in jamming with me on this, you know, a little bit? And it was, um, that was kind of this moment. I was, I was really, really, uh, really tempted. And I, um, I couldn't, you know, my wife was in culinary school and I kind of, you know, made some decisions to, to dial my exposure. Oh yeah. Right. You know, way back. And it was one of these like, Oh crap, he's working on something really cool here. And I, and I introduced him to, you know, to a few other friends and Ian said, Hey, maybe, you know, you can find some, find some traction here. And, and ultimately, um, I, I, at the end of that, you can go look it up. It's, it's mirage.world. Um, Mm -hmm. it's still, it's still out there and, and take a look at what he was doing. Um, but it, it stuck in my mind and, and it, you know, I think it was another one of those things of like just being too early for, for the world. And, um, I don't think investors could really see it at that moment, uh, or, or like where it could go. Um, but it stuck with me and, and it was, it was kind of that, that moment in time where I began to think, golly, um, I don't know, you know, you kind of think about what would, uh, you know, what would you do if you went back and, and decided, Hey, I want to, I want to revisit all these things that we did before this idea that I can, you know, collect the places that I visit in real life. And I want to, I want to find things there. Um, and I want to be able to trade those things with my friends and I want to be able to leave things there. And, and my friends can come and find them after me and they can manipulate them or they can, you know, add their own part to the story and uh and like could you now i mean of course the last few weeks this whole metaverse thing has has taken off and that word will get like beaten you know like a dead horse yeah you know soon enough but it is is like could you build you know this malleable persistent world that exists in augmented reality on top of um you know on top of the real world uh and i felt like and what Patrick was building. I had seen my, my first glimpse of, of that and it, it planted the seeds of, um, kind of my desire to want to go back and explore it again. And, and, um, you know, Patrick, uh, you know, after Mirage, it didn't get the wind in its sails, you know, to, to get off the ground, you know, sadly, um, he himself kind of, you know, jumped onto other projects as you, as you do. Um, and you know, the window closes and it's like, well, that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. And that's a bummer. Cause it's, um, it's a, a really impressive, you know, look at, at what could be done. Right. Um, but for, but for me, it, it 
started to plant the seed again of, you know, uh, what would things look like? My problem is like, you know, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the inclination and, and, you know, jumping back into, uh, you know, a, a startup again is, you know, after you've kind of, um, uh, had a, you know, one catastrophic, you know, event and then another, you know, you know, chance the plate and a, and a yeah, swing at the it's miss. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So you, you really, you know, in a lot of ways I thought, well, um, I'm done. I'm just out. I'm too old. I'm 40. <laughs> so, you know, it's one thing, you know, when you're 28 to be doing this stuff and it's another, uh, it's another thing to, you know, to be, um, rounding the, the turn now and saying, do I have, you know, do I have the energy to go back and, and, uh, and do it again at the same time? It's like, uh, since Pokemon and Snapchat, I haven't seen anything else. Right. Nothing else. Right. Yeah, nothing else makes me go, wow. Yeah. You know, and so there's a desire to build that. Um, and so we're going to build it now. That's we're so cool. building it. That is and, so cool. Um, so I got more to share, but we could, we could stop here. Yeah. You know. All right. <laughs> well, if, if, if everyone listening, if y'all have questions for Josh or ideas or even just those comments like we were talking about at the top of the show, we, uh, both of us, we would love to hear them. Uh, you're at JW on Twitter. That's right. Uh, so that would be the best place. Would that, is that a good place for people to just hit you up or DM DMS yeah. are open? Yeah. DMS are open at JW. Let us like, we'll talk more about what we're gonna, what we're doing now. Um, it's crazy. There's, there's more craziness that, that, that leads us here. But, um, I'm incredibly excited about, you know, more so than I have been a long time about what there is to, uh, to be, to be built. And, um, so if you have, yeah, if you have questions, um, shoot them my way. Also, if you, if there are things from previous episodes that you're like, Oh, you talked about this, but like, I'd love you to unpack it a little bit more, you know, send that too. Cause it gives us fodder. Absolutely. So, uh, that's the best way to do it. If you want to get in touch with Josh, um, I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter, if you want to get in touch with me and we sure do appreciate, uh, Oh, and of course they can just go to, they can just go to the, the website, uh, and, click the contact link there uh where do they go to do that josh uh koala.com does that work i think i think that'll be the best <laughs> or, place or, yeah 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 so um yeah like i said we'll, we check the, the we check the koala twitter dms too so you can find us we're pretty accessible we're around very cool all right well we'll talk next week sounds good take all care right, have a good one. one.